Hello and welcome to another edition of the EMG podcast. This week we're focusing on business and self-development books. And as this is a subject that's very close to myself and Dan, our, our senior project director, uh, I thought I'd invite him along today to, to have a conversation about that. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, very well, thanks, very well. I think we're, um, we're obsessed, of, uh, obsessed about self-development at the moment, so thanks for having me on again. So we know you're an avid reader, Spencer, of uh, business and self-development books. Could you start by telling us how you normally decide which books you're going to be reading and um, sort of how you prioritise these throughout the year? Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, yeah, good timing. We've just both been on the phone to a couple of guys over in America talking about development plans for the next 12 months or so with some of those guys. And that's, you know, that's how I tend to do these things now is put a 12 month plan in place. So I used to be a lot more ad hoc, just go on books that have been recommended to me or events that have been recommended to me or ones that jumped out at me. But you know, since I set the business up, I've, I've always had annual plans for the business and, you know, five year plans and but I've never done that for personal development. And a couple of years ago, I was talking to a business coach and we were talking about this and he said, you know, why haven't you got a 12 month plan? So now I sit down like I do with the business and work out what I want to achieve this year from a personal development point of view. I break that down into my 90 day plans for each quarter. And, and then I try and find events that are going to events and books that are going to help me achieve that. Um, yeah, from your point of view, Dan, how do you, how do you choose the books that you're going to prioritize? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, up till last year, it was often just based on what was interesting at the time for me. Um, there wasn't any real structure to it. I think we can be guilty of a shiny ball syndrome, <laughs> you know, doing things that you think, oh, that looks interesting. And before you know it, you've you've learned stuff, but not necessarily in the most structured fit. Um, so yeah, I'm much much more like like yourself at the moment. Although the one thing I do differently is I leave space in there for uh, one wild card. Right. So um, it's a bit off topic, but for example, at the moment, it'll be slightly outside what I'm focusing on. But that'll be this month, for example, it's Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. I think you can still learn a lot from an autobiography or something that is a little bit different, but isn't, isn't exactly um, focused on that. So, who, who, Who's Jordan Peterson? So Jordan Peterson is a, a psychologist. So right. he talks about a lot of issues ranging from women in the workplace and different roles people have through to um, different age brackets and how this how this impacts the way we look at things but he takes these hot topics and he breaks them down and looks at the data around them rather than just the particular opinion basically it takes a lot of the common commonly known opinions at the moment yeah. and rips them apart so he's right. a controversial figure but I'll, uh, I'll let you know how I get on with this book when I, when I get to that stage yeah obviously it's great great to be doing all this but um your schedule is is a busy one. Um, when do you actually fit this in? So when do you find the best times to read? Or do you have any tips for the best way to consume this sort of content? People who are working long hours to fit this kind of reading into their day to day uh, day to day schedule. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, very apt timing on this. We're we're about fifty minutes late recording this because of the busy schedules we've <laughs> yeah. been on today. But it's it's you know it's it's a bit like uh, for me anyway personally. It's a bit like going to the gym. I can always find an excuse not to do it unless I've got a really good schedule of when I'm going to do it. And uh, yeah, so I look at when when am I when have I got downtime and can I fit it in around that? So for me, the commutes or travel are always great ways of doing this. Um, so I look at it in a couple of different ways. If, if I'm on the train in the morning, which is at least an hour each way, uh, or if I'm on, a, uh, you know, I'm off to Atlanta uh, on Monday, you know, sitting, at, sitting at the airport or at the, on, the, on the plane, I'll read a, a physical hard copy book. 
Uh, and then there's a lot of time when I'm in the car driving to the airport or somewhere like that, and I'll put an audiobook on there and listen, it to, listen to it that way. So for me, it's just trying to fit it in in the times where I really wouldn't be doing much else. So it's uh, it's a good excuse to to kill some time with some really productive ways of doing it. The only other thing I tend to do is if if you're know, talking on the fitness, if I ever do go out for a run or something like that, I'll stick an audiobook on then as well because I find my head clear okay. when I'm doing that and I can take in more stuff then. So go on and tell me we're five months into the year. Um, I'm sure you've consumed a few so, uh, so far. What's your favourite book you've read this year, and uh, tell me why? Um, well, uh, interestingly enough, we've just been talking to the, the, the guys at Grant Cordone's office over in Miami, and it's uh, the, my favourite book is is someone I met when I was over in Miami, or went to see speak over when I was in Miami. A guy called Jesse Itzler, um, who was one of the uh, keynote speakers at the uh, Growth Conference we were at. Uh, his book is called Living with a Seal. Um, fantastic book it's it's all about pushing yourself more about you know when you when you think you're done you're actually probably only about 40 percent done and you can push yourself a lot more and so he got a, a navy seal to move in move in with him and his wife um for for a month and, yeah. and just really push him to to the ultimate or to, yeah, to the absolute limits really um so it's a really good book about pushing yourself but it's written in a really fun way so it was a, you know although some of the stuff he was doing was ridiculously hard and crazy he made it uh, yeah, a really interesting book so yeah for me that's that's probably my uh, my favorite book of, of the year um you know what about yourself well for me well firstly before we get on to i was interested what, what are the key lessons you've taken from that so um has the author changed your perspective in any way of how to look at things yeah, definitely. As I said, the key taking for me is, and it's, it's you know, pre- predominantly what the book's all about, is, is when you think you're done, you can really push yourself a lot more. You, you're probably only about 40% done. You can you can keep going. And, and, and so many people, when they think they're done, just sort of say, right, that's enough. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a break. I'm not going to carry on. And for me, yeah, from a from a personal point of view, I was listening to this when I was out running, and the amount of times I was like, right, I'm absolutely shattered. I'm done now. And I think, well, I'm actually listening to a book that's telling me I'm not done. I can't stop now. So I'd, yeah. I'd run for another half hour or something like that. Uh, and again, in the workplace, you know, when, you, when you're tired at the end of the day, you think, well, actually, I'm not really that tired, am I? I could, I could get plenty more out of it today. There's a lot more I can achieve. You know, there's the old saying, you can make more money, but you can't make more time. So let's use that time as productively as we can. So it's, it's just about pushing yourself a bit further, really, I think. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, as I say, uh, yeah, going back to you, any particular books for you this year that have changed your, your perspective on things? I think two of the big ones were ones you've mentioned, and I, uh, you know, I took them as recommendations, and we've we've passed them out through the team. I think the, the team are loving the Goggins book and the Jesse Itzler book. The my favourite, well, I suppose the one I've probably taken the most from this year is one I didn't actually particularly enjoy. Um, so right. it was the Five AM Club by Robin Sharma. Um, I'm not sure you've read that one, but I don't. Didn't no, I've heard some of his podcasts, but not read the book. Yeah, I didn't particularly love the style of it, um, but the message was really, really, um, really consistent, and it really sort of struck a chord with me at the time. So it basically is is about rising at five a.m. and achieving things, getting things done straight away, like personal development, like exercise, before most people have got out of bed, and just that feeling of satisfaction and that positivity to start your day in that way. I've found from doing that, which is now a habit. It means that by 6, 6.30, I've already achieved something that day, and it, it just starts the day in a really, really positive way. So and is that when your alarm goes off now, 5 a.m.? That is exactly when the alarm goes off, yeah. So I'm up, and I'm in the office by 6.45. Um, I can get three-quarters of an hour work done here before anyone else starts coming into the office. And on the days that I don't come straight into the office, I'm going to be in the gym at 6.45. So it means, like going back to what you were saying earlier, there's no excuses not to get yeah. the exercise done at lunch or afterwards when, when life gets in the way. 
Um, what about yourself? Obviously, you've, you're probably 10, 10 or so books down already. Is there anything else you've, you've read this year you found particularly interesting? Yep, you touched on it there. We, you're talking about Goggins. Yeah, on the, on the back of uh, Jesse Itzler's book, Living with a Seal, uh, I dug a bit deeper and found out who the seal was, and it's a guy called right. Dave Goggins, uh, and he had a book out called uh, You Can't Hurt Me. Uh, very much the same concept about pushing yourself a lot harder, but uh, whereas Jesse Itzler's book was quite a fun read, this one was it was great, but the first two chapters were about his, his I won't spoil it for anyone, but about his upbringing, which was a very tough upbringing. And then the rest of it goes on to to talk about how he went on to be probably one of the most physically fit people in the world, I would imagine. Wow. Um, so, yeah, really, really good book again there. Um, so what, what have you read this year that you think could be used to help the development of EMG in the future rather than just your personal development stuff? Right. So I think this is a bit of a nerdy pick. It's um, so-called Moneyball. You, you've read Moneyball, haven't you? Yeah, great book and uh, great film. Yeah, good film. So I, I must have read this three or four years ago. Obviously, seen the film. Michael um, Lewis, isn't it? Michael Lewis, yeah. I'm currently rereading it, and it. The reason being is that it fits in perfectly with exactly what we're doing within the sales team at the moment. So we're trying to grow the sales team. Want to create a really scalable stru uh, structure. And Moneyball is all about looking at numbers, looking at the removing the emotional bias from the decisions we make, and really, really studying the data. So it's been really, really helpful on that. I think that we could utilise this across the whole development of EMG to make sure that we're spending time on the things which are actually having a positive effect. I think sometimes we get, we trick ourselves into, or we look at the common opinion that doing particular activities are going to lead to certain results. Yeah. It's very rare that we actually sit back and say, right, remove everything. Let's actually see what the result is gonna be. Remove the bias and just look at the data. The amount of times we do that, like they do in Moneyball, yeah. we find that a lot of the things we're doing could be done a lot better, or a lot of things we're not doing enough of are gonna have a bigger effect. So yeah. that's probably the, the thing I'm doing, which is actually, as I'm reading it, I'm actually implementing things to, to make us improve. So that could be a, a real learning curve across the team. Um, what about yourself? So direct reading you've been doing or you've done this year, which is directly going to be helping us at uh, EMG? Well, the one that jumps out to me is Powerful by Patty McCord. Right. Uh, I can't remember her exact job title, but she, she was head of HR at Netflix. Um, it's a great book, but what I took out of it was this she tends to go against the popular consensus of, of how businesses should be run. And and a lot of it backs up a lot of the stuff we've been doing for the last six, seven, eight years that quite often I thought when we were doing it was, um, you know, going against the grain. And, and, you know, quite a lot of people didn't agree with what we were doing. And, and you know, we've worked really hard on that culture and, it, and, and we've stuck, stuck to our guns. And it's just really reassuring to see someone or read someone as, as sort of high up and successful as Patty McCord, McCord having very similar opinions. And it's just, it's just that reinforcement that, you know, we're not completely crazy with some of the stuff we're doing here. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's worked at some of the, the, the biggest companies in the world. So yeah. for, for me, that was a, a really good read on that sense. I think that's a big thing. Sometimes you, you stick to your principles and you think, no, I, I do think this is working. The people around you believe it. But it is nice when... You look at someone like someone who's you know worked at great had yeah. great success at Netflix, justifying what you've done. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, we've got what forty five staff now, but we've probably had over two hundred staff, or yeah. yeah, I don't know what the the total number is. But so when you've had one hundred and fifty staff potentially, or yeah, not all of those definitely, but at least fifty, if not a hundred of those disagreeing with the way we're doing things, um, 
you do start to doubt yourself sometimes. So it's nice to have that, re- it's just reassuring to have that sort of, you know, as you say, someone else saying this is a good way of doing it. Forget what everyone else is doing. Because yeah. if we do it the same way as everyone else, we're never going to catch up with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so thanks for that, Danny. Yeah, really, really interesting insight there onto some of the books you've read and how you read them. Um, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, we, as, you, as you mentioned earlier, we're running behind schedule, so we'll have to cut it short there. But thanks for joining us, and hopefully we'll speak, speak again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, good luck with those recommendations. Thank you. Thank you.